This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Another beautiful day to be with you today. Uh, Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio at the one and only St. James Coffee here in Rock and Roll Rochester, Minnesota, Med City. Uh, again, a beautiful opportunity to be, to be with you. Uh, we just got off the phone with uh, Father Tanner, who's uh, just newly ordained for the Diocese of New Ulm, or New Ulm, as apparently how people from New Ulm say it. Uh, oh, they do. I had my little uh, crash course in the Diocese of New Ulm with Father Paul Timmerman. It was it was nice to kind of know feel a little bit more like a local there, you know. Oh and, yeah. And get in on a little bit of the, the how background they say stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway. how they laugh at everyone else that says it wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and probably everyone else laughs at them for saying it that way. You know, Mm -hmm. how it always works when you have a special local way to say something. Uh, Anyway, if you're just joining us, uh, we're about to uh, talk about our next two guests. Uh, First one, Sylvia Dorham, who's going to tell us about Our Lady Endure of Knots. And then the second half of this hour, we'll be talking with Kristen Bird, uh, one of the speakers at the upcoming... um, Ministry Days. Ministry Days. It says pastoral here. I don't know why, but Ministry Days at the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. (laughs) Absolutely. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here just um, to correct Nick. (laughs) So I I made a tenuous connection between our last interview and this one in that New Ulm, uh, or New Ulm, is named after a city in Bavaria that's actually called New Ulm. Uh, So instead of calling it New New Ulm, they called it New Ulm here in the United States as well. Uh, Of course, if you've ever been there, a lot of Bavarian culture, German culture there. Um, and the uh, painting Our Lady Undoer of Knots, the original, is in Bavaria. We often associate it with Latin America because that's where the devotion spread. And of course, Pope Francis has really brought it to everyone's attention, um, coming from Argentina, growing up there and having a devotion to that image and, and spreading a devotion to Our Lady under that title. Uh, so anyway, there's your tenuous connection of the day. I thought I'd draw that, try and draw that thread out. If it works for you, cool. If it doesn't, well, I, I apologize. So uh, anyway, our next guest, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Sylvia Dorham, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. And it doesn't matter how you pronounce New Ulm to me. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, that you're not there, though. So. <laughs> no, that's true. And where I live, there's a Vienna and in another state, it's Vienna. So, you know, you really do have to be careful. Yeah, I was going to say, when I lived in southern Illinois, it was Vienna. Really? That's I remember right. you. So wow. I yep. live not too far from Vienna and Harrisburg. Those very while, backward so. Illinois people. Yeah, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful part of the state. I will stand up for my little Egypt people in southern Illinois. Because it is a beautiful, beautiful place to live. Beautiful place to call home. But anyway talking now about a, a wonderful children's book uh, that Sylvia's put together. Uh, but before we get to the book specifically, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. I'm a mother of ten, and that oh, should wow. say it all. <laughs> so, How did you find um, time yeah. to write a book? <laughs> well, the beautiful thing about children is that once you've invested yourself in them, they get up and they leave. Oh, that's so. true. <laughs> wow, all ten of them are gone? Not quite. I still have a couple left at home, and it's funny that now the grandkids are coming in the home as well. Um, so there's a, a wonderful sort of pass-through where you get to try again with the second generation to sort of fix the, the mistakes you made in the first generation of kids. So uh, now that there are fewer at home, I find a little bit more time to write, um, which is wonderful. 
Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, so uh, how long have you been writing? Well, let's see. My first book came out in the late 90s, and that oh, was wow. a story based on the life of my father-in-law. Oh, who, wow. Um, to what is now Daly City, California, when it was only a cabbage patch. And hmm. he helped build over 30,000 homes in that area. Wow. So that was a fun story, especially because that was my husband's grandfather. But as I began homeschooling, and many of you and your listeners who homeschool will understand that we constantly need material to help us teach. And especially, I needed material to help us teach the faith. Um, hmm. And what I found, there was some good stuff. And then occasionally, I would come across a book like um, I Pray Today by Angela Isaac. And it was full of rhyme and uh, easy ways to remember the details of the faith. And I began to use that to help my children say their morning offering. And the more I looked around for really good quality faith books, I realized hmm, maybe I could add a little bit to it. Because I love to make rhymes and I love to come up with little songs that help the kids remember. And of course, if you're a mom and you've read bedtime stories to your kids, you know that a lot of the teaching is for you. Yeah, right, right. So I thought, I'm going to write some books that have to do with just the tenets of being a Christian. Who is God? What is he like? Um, what is generosity? What is learning to trust in him? What does it mean that he won't ever abandon us? So my first series of books that I've done with Pan Books, um, I call them the Monks series, and they're based loosely on a Carmelite monastery in Wyoming. And it just takes us through the basics of God will always provide. God will not abandon us. God um, wants us not to sin. And even if we get angry, we can be angry, but just don't sin when we're angry. And then there's Our Lady Endure of Knots, which just came out this month and really talks about the nitty-gritty of life and how difficult it can be just to be a human person trying to live a Christian life. And in this story, we discuss a lot of the situations that we find ourselves in, like when we can't get along with somebody, or when our computer is messed up, or when we have these urges to do mean things to people, and how Our Lady and her intercession can help us undo these nasty little knots that we make of our lives. That's so beautiful. Like, there's a need, there's an, there's an opening where we need to fill, and then you stepped right up, and you started filling filling the gap there. And that's just, that's an incredible, I think that's what we're all kind of called to do, is see the exactly. need and know where God is kind of leading us and use our talents, and you, you did that, which is amazing. Well, you know, the, the church talks to us about that. We are the primary educators of our children. And as much as we appreciate and rely on CCD classes and other forms of religious education, when it comes right down to it, I have to stand in front of God one day and be like, hi, so I did very little to teach children that you <laughs> 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 um, And that just seems like it would be a waste. So to the extent that I can, as you said, Melissa, I just try to use what I have to teach myself, my children, and the people within my sphere of influence. And what a beautiful evangelization tool as well. We're just kind of flipping through the book, and the pictures are great. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I'm going to read that. Like, <laughs> oh, let me maybe bring it home cool to my own story. kids. Yes. Oh, please do. Cool story about the illustrations. So the lady who did the illustrations was a teenager when she started them. And oh, she's wow. a home 
woman who has been homeschooled for all of her years. She's now in art school. And just as an aside, the, you know, the publication of this book is going to help her finish her art school, which is a beautiful thing. Cool. But when we were going through the illustrations, I, was, I said to her, you know what, I'm just not sure about the color scheme. I think maybe we should find a slightly different color. And she said, oh, no. She, and she pointed back to the picture from Bavaria that you were just talking about, Mark yeah. Nick. And um, she said, if you'll notice, the color scheme in this book is exactly the same as the color scheme in the original painting. Wow. And so when the book came up and I looked it up on Amazon, I just typed in Our Lady Andur of Knots. Across my screen came a bunch of little statues and pictures of the original painting. And then there came this book, and they were all exactly the same in their color scheme. And it was so neat to see that continuity because she did her homework. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, she put a lot of thought into that, which is, oh, that's beautiful to see. Oh, yeah. my goodness, yes. And absolutely yeah, and speak. Have... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, thanks. She and I have worked together on some other projects about human trafficking. And her, I find her illustration style is very compelling to children, and they really identify with the characters that she creates. Well, maybe she's a guest we have to look at having her. Yeah, absolutely. Because that really speaks to the importance of, uh, of Catholics going into the creative arts as well, right? Not just writing, but also illustration yeah. and art. And, you know, for someone to take that and to be able to, to see that, like you said, to be like, no, we're using the exact same color scheme. Like, there's, there's a reason I did it this way that, you know, to someone outside, right, looking at it might not notice immediately. But like right. you said, you know, it's, the, it's those little details and that attention to detail. And like you said, having attractive, compelling illustrations for children, right, to relate to. Because I have some books for my kids that we've been given, and there's ugly pictures in them, and I don't want to read them. <laughs> and I don't think the kids, the kids don't pull them out either, if you notice. So um, it's important to, you know, kid, kids can be harsh art critics too. It's not just adults. So um, it's, uh, it's very important. Uh, to have that, so that's that's awesome to hear that that they that uh, you're able to find someone like that, and that you've been able to work on a like you said two uh, completely different projects, really. Um, exactly. And that that's worked exactly. well. Yeah, I always know the illustrations yeah. are really good in a book when my kids would put paper over to trace them so that they could then like right. duplicate them. So I would be yeah, like, yeah. that would always be the book we would read a lot was whatever whatever they were trying to reproduce. I was like, that artist did a good job. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're drawn to beauty, aren't we? I oh, feel yes. like God specifically designed us, like he hardwired that way so that we would find him because he is beautiful and his creation is beautiful. And, Nick, when you were talking about the creative arts, you know, we take that even further. We need architecture. We need uh, car design that's beautiful. We need <laughs> furniture design that's beautiful because beauty draws the heart to God. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Passive, passive drawing to God is just as important. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in now, uh, we're having a wonderful conversation with Sylvia Dorham. She's uh, the author of a new children's book that just came out a few days ago, um, uh, yeah. a week or two ago, about Our Lady Endure of Knots. It's a children's book. We'll talk more about it when we come back from the break. Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio, and the one and only St. James Coffee in Rock and Roll, Rochester, Minnesota. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Well, I think our parishioners really like the the um, opportunity to be able to hear uh, and have that um, option available to be able to hear Catholic radio. When you turn on the radio station, you know, nowadays, music, you don't really turn on the radio station for music because everybody listens to their iPods and, you know, right. there's so many different ways. So when, we, when we're looking at radio, we want current information, we want to know what's going on. One of the problems is that if you turn on, you know, a commercial stations, the commercial, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason they're called commercial stations. You hear these commercials over and over right. and over again. And so that's one of the things about Catholic radio, right? It's commercial free. So we're listening right. to something uh, that we're getting value from. And so today the question is, how can I, how can I give back to the value that I'm receiving? Kind of the value for value, right? Uh, you have to understand where the value comes from and the expenses and how being a listener you support that and can contribute to that hi i'm father chris alar in this world of suffering and pain we've all experienced loss especially the death of someone we love and it's never harder than it is with suicide in our book after suicide there's hope for them and for you we want to be able to help you we know that the pain and suffering is great but we also know that we we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. Good morning, or as they say in Germany, Guten Morgen. Uh, Real Presence Live listeners, thanks for tuning in joining us this morning. Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio here at St. James Coffee. I feel properly caffeinated now. It is. Um, I gave Nick a, a free coffee this morning. Awesome. He was running a little behind. Yeah, but uh, I was a coffee, little scared he wasn't Coffee coming. always helps. <laughs> <laughs> I always here. So, um, anyway, uh, if you're just tuning in, Sylvia Dorham. Uh, uh, an author is joining us this morning, wrote a wonderful book that just came out a few weeks ago about Our Lady Undoer of Knots. It's a children's book. And uh, that devotion, Our Lady Undoer of Knots, is still, I think, uh, still fairly new for a lot of us um, outside of Latin America or that, that area of Germany. Uh, it's a devotion that really um, the Holy Father, uh, Pope Francis, has brought to everyone's attention. Um, and it's kind of spread from there. So could you tell us maybe a little bit about uh, uh, how, that, how that devotion, how that particular title of Our Lady speaks to you and, and why you decided to, to put together a children's book about this specific uh, devotion? Sure. So um, in First Corinthians, there's a verse that says, I've become all things to all people so that by some means all can be saved. So, you know, that was St. Paul talking to us about how he did anything that it took in order to teach people about Christ. And I really feel like Our Lady does the same thing. So she comes to us as Our Lady of Mount Carmel and Our Lady of Fatima and Our Lady of Guadalupe. And in each of these apparitions or in each of these devotions, 
she, she shapes herself in such a way that she can reach out to a particular group of people. And I really feel like Our Lady Endure of Knots has come along and become popular at a time in world history when things are really knotted. I would say mm. knotty, but that doesn't sound right. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're that too, but, you know. Oh, my word. Right? Okay. <laughs> it just spells a little different, yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, just the fabric of our society, if we can use that sort of cloth analogy, has become really twisted, and it's become yeah. knotted up. And mm-hmm. so this idea that the Holy Father has promulgated of Our Lady taking all of our mess and bringing it in front of Jesus and saying, look at this one, <laughs> and look at this one, son, and look at this one over here. They need your help, so please help them out. And, of course, he can't say no to his mother. So he takes care of us. So the way I heard about this was a friend gave me a picture of the painting, and I was just in awe of the fact that she was taking this knotted ribbon and untying it into a smooth, beautiful, ironed ribbon. And I thought, Lord have mercy, that is the story of my life. (laughs) If the knot happens to me, then I am making the knot, whether inadvertently sometimes, and then other times, you know, we just make bad decisions. Um, And I thought, okay, I have a particularly bad situation right now, and it had to do with a job where I was volunteering. And I had come in as the newbie, and there were just some personalities there with whom I did not match. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself about the verse in Romans that says, as far as it depends on me, live at peace with everyone. And I was like, you know, Lord, I've done as much as the as far as it depends on me part as I possibly can, and now you're going to have to help me because I just could not get along with these two particular people. So when I heard about Our Lady Undoer of Knots, I thought, ooh, here's a good test. <laughs> not that I'm testing our Lord or anything like that, <laughs> but I said, Our Lady Undoer of Knots, help us one day to be good friends, referring to the two people from the volunteer organization. Mm. And then I just left it. And you know how a lot of times when we pray about things, we kind of forget that we've asked and we oh, go yeah. along in life. Right? Okay. So one day I'm texting some people from this volunteer organization and they are such dear friends. And I'm just chatting with them and suddenly the Holy Spirit brought it to my mind. Oh my word. These two people that I'm chatting with and great friends with are the same two people that I could do nothing. There was nothing humanly possible I could do any longer to try to be friends with them. And I thought, oh, my gosh. She did you know, it. some time has gone by, but she totally untied that knot. And so I tried it again with another relationship. And you know what? She did the same thing. So I started trying to write down these little places in my life where she was totally doing her thing. And by the time I was finished writing them all down, I was like, oh, my gosh, there is a story here. Mm. So I put it to rhyme, and several years later, it came out. And I was wondering about the timing, because I wrote this book a number of years ago, and it didn't Mm. come out until this year. But if we look around, you know, of course, God's timing is perfect. And if we look around at what's happening in the world, this is a time we desperately need her to intercede for us and to help us untie these that we've gotten ourselves into. Oh, yeah, we definitely need that. Um, I'm not super familiar with what actually the Our Lady Undura of Knots originally was, like how, how it came about. Could you give us like a quick synopsis of where it actually came from, like the story behind it? Oh, yeah, you know, and I wish 
I'm embarrassed to tell you, that I don't know much more than that. It came from Bavaria, like Nick was saying, and it's this painting of Our Lady in these particular colors, and she has this tangled up ribbon in her hand, and she is untying it. So here is my homework assignment for everybody. Go and look it up <laughs> and find it, because honestly, I don't know a lot more than my own personal experience with her. Which is actually really powerful because you don't, it's just your experience with her and you didn't even yeah. have to know where it came from or how powerful it was or anyone else's experience and it just spoke to you. Well, I figured if the Holy Father had made it a priority to talk about her, that there was something going on there. <laughs> so I tried and yeah, sure enough. And sure enough, it worked. Yep, yep. And that's that's one of the cool thing. One of the many cool things about being Catholic are these these devotions that we don't necessarily all know about, right? That the, that develop in different parts of the world, and then especially when someone from that part of the world gets you know becomes pope or or becomes otherwise you know I don't want to say famous because that's not the right word that I'm looking for, but you know known we could known, say known known right yeah. uh, around the world that these devotions kind of spread. You know, to think about you know. Um, our Lady appearing to St. Catherine Labre in France, you know, and asking this medal to be made. Now miraculous medals are all over the world, yep. right? Or Divine Mercy. Uh, Divine Mercy, right? Divine this Mercy. Little, little nun in, in uh, Poland, and uh, now that devotion is spread around the world, despite some people's best efforts, right, <laughs> uh, to keep that devotion from spreading. In Wisconsin, too, up in your neck of the woods, yep. there is lady who appeared at Champion, Wisconsin. I mean, yep. that's in our own country. And we don't know much about her, and yet she took the time to come, to come here, here and appear and state because she knew we needed her. <laughs> we need our moms, and our right. mom takes us to her son. And actually, I heard like just south of there, there's like another place where it's never been like like confirmed. It's never, it's not an official apparition oh, wow. site, but fairly close to that, there's another one. And they're like, if you go to one, you should also go to the other. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's good to know. So that's. Uh, but unless you're talking to someone who knows, it's like, oh. Right. So th- yeah. that's that's what I thought was really cool uh, with Pope Francis uh, be- being elected pope, uh, was that, you know, uh, this this devotion, this Mary Tire of Knots, like you said, is so perfect for the world we're in now. Uh, when right. so many things are knotted and twisted up, and I just loved, I, I was, like you, I was, I was drawn to the painting the first time I saw it, and I really loved yeah. that s- serene look on Our Lady's face. As she's staring down this whole <laughs> long ribbon, all knotted up and twisted and mangled, and she's just patiently and quietly untying it, looking serene, and you know, as Our Lady often does in paintings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the patience involved in that, because I know I, I have little kids and I've had to unknot shoelaces, yeah, shoelaces, and, and I was ribbons just thinking and that. other things, and it just drives you nuts, you know. It's just like, and you did it again. It's so difficult, right? <laughs> but here she is, right. just you know, patiently and quietly undoing that, and like you said, that. That, that relationship that you had uh, that wasn't that was kind of kind of twisted not quite working out right and again just right. patiently and quietly took care of it to the point where you didn't even realize it at first right until it you know, uh, until it worked out in the end and here's a mom tip for you um, when I have little ones like three or four or five or six somewhere in that range that were in mass and I'm trying to keep them quiet I carry in my purse a shoestring that I have tied up in lots and lots and lots ah. of knots. Oh, that's brilliant. And then I hand it to the child, and if they have sort of the right mentality, it's the right child for it, they spend the next 15 minutes silently picking apart the knot. So 
Mamta. 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 That's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, so uh, if you're just joining us now, we have Sylvia Durham on the phone talking about her uh, newest book about Our Lady Undoer of Knots. For people who are interested in getting the book, where should they go? Well, of course, the um, Amazon is a place to go as well. But if you want to support your local Catholic bookstore, I highly encourage it. Here are people who are working hard to promulgate the messages of the Catholic faith. So if you have a local Catholic bookstore, please go there first, even before you order online, which I know is more convenient, but really we need the presence of these Catholic bookstores in our communities. Um, then, of course, Can Publications, who was the publisher of the book, they have a beautiful website, and it's up there as well. Fantastic. So uh, before we let you go, any final thoughts? Oh, you know, I just encourage moms who are in the trenches, working with their kids every day, and dads who are in this situation too, um, pray and ask God how to best reach your children with the message of Jesus Christ, because ultimately we're responsible for this. And while it doesn't have to be a big, huge guilt thing every day, it is important that we put some thought into what's the best way that our children learn and to help them to come to know Jesus as a man and as a friend. With the help of his mom. Mm. And books are a great way to do that. Kids love oh, books. Yeah. Young, young kids oh, especially. And songs. If you can make up a song or find a good song, it helps so much. It creates a hook in the child's brain and in the parent's brain, too, for goodness sake. Yeah, and no. it helps them to remember for their whole life. Just like we remember jingles from commercials that we saw back in the <laughs> 70s or 80s. <laughs> you know, we can do that with the faith as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And we were just talking with, with Father Tanner, who's the, the, the newly ordained priest from the Diocese of New Ulm, and him talking about how the faith was just kind of infused into everything they did. And, uh, you know, you're always going to read books to your kids. You're always going to have books around for them to look at. It's important to have good Catholic books and, like we said, attractive Catholic books that kids yeah. actually want to leaf through and read again. So um, thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. Sylvia, it was great to talk with you. What a pleasure to be with you, and thank you for what you're doing up there in Minnesota to promulgate the faith. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, after the break, stick with us. We'll be speaking with Kristen Bird, one of the uh, the two keynote speakers at the upcoming Ministry Days for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.